This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Power Hour is upon us, and that is Link Jarrett, who has come back home. And you know what? Guy did an amazing job at Notre Dame. Got the Irish to Omaha. Now he's back in Tallahassee, Wes, and he's also yep. back with us on Packer and Durham. Yeah, how many appearances is this? Uh, this is number seven for Coach. Number seven. Ooh. But first is a null. First <laughs> is a null. This is my seventh time on the show. Wow. Yeah. You guys make this easy. My gosh, it goes fast. Well, Seven. I tell you what, okay. big man, you better yeah, it enjoy sure it. Does. You better enjoy it because I doubt we're going to ever invite you back to the show. That's why I think about this thing. I mean, because after tomorrow, we're you tapping out. You guys caught out. me off guard. You caught me off guard with this. You know, Steven's like, gosh, it's so many years and 600 and something shows. I'm like, these guys are moving on? What, what, are, we, what yeah. are we doing? And so congratulations. I mean, you well, guys added such a dimension well. For all of us in the industry and, and across the, the landscape of the various sports. So thank you and congrats. And, you know, I, well, I'm going to miss this. Tell him, Pac. Tell him what happened. Go well, ahead. Tell him. I, 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 I'll break, give you some breaking. We broke news yesterday about this time with the announcement. I'll, I'll add the one thing we didn't add yesterday. Uh, it's in our contracts, Link. That if you ever decide to come back to Florida State, then Wes and I would have to tap out. And uh, so when this got announced, we we realized the end was near for us. But we were happy for you because and I and okay, so now. you're happy. I don't know if you're happy with me or if I'm on the show today to take the heat from you. I, no. I didn't know where we were heading. No, no there's no heat okay. coming from us okay. at all. But I will say on a no. serious note, uh, before we get yeah. to to getting back home. I thought your statement and even Jack Swarbrick at Notre Dame's statement to that team and what they meant to you, that was a touch of class. And so before we even get talking about coming back home and what that means to you, uh, the way you went about your business uh, at Notre Dame and with Jack Swarbrick, I thought his comments were spot on too. Uh, That's the way you conduct business. That's being a pro. That's being up front and saying, hey guys, family comes first. And I, I will tell you, I thought you handled that perfectly. That was really, really well done. Yeah. And from the heart. Well, well, thank you. And you're standing there, and it's an emotional moment. Um, those, those kids, the assistant coaches, they laid it on the line for, I say, three years. The first year, quite frankly, the first year could have been our, maybe our best team. But, you know, the last two, obviously, you complete the season. And, the way those guys engaged in every facet of their student-athlete life at Notre Dame was absolutely amazing. Uh, it was motivational for myself to watch them show up at, at odd hours, and our entire preseason was indoors, and those guys would show up at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we might have half the indoor football field, and you would have thought that was the best practice they'd ever had a chance to be a part of and their academic engagement, the travel, you, you guys know the travel that we endure. The kids are remarkable. And to see those two seasons play out like they did, um, I owed it to those guys to explain, number one, how important they were to me. And number two, the, the accomplishments, I think they're aware of the accomplishments, but it sometimes takes a 
a moment to step back and realize what they actually did when you look at the, the two-year total. Um, and then three would be explain to them why this move at this time in my life and career made sense for myself and my family. And I wanted them to mm. hear me and see me stand there and deliver my rationale. Those are mature kids. Jack was there. All of our support staff was there. And they gave me a great opportunity at Notre Dame. That, that is one of the most amazing places in the world. And to be the head coach there was one of the greatest things that's ever happened in my life. Those people treated me and my family with the utmost respect and consideration and gave me a chance to build something that was very special. And I owed it to those players in that institution to recognize my thoughts on Notre Dame and also try to help our guys understand why this move was right for me. Link, there, there are a couple things you said in your, in your talk with the team that appeared on social media, along with kind of what you just said that we bumped back in with to your team at Florida State now. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that if it weren't Florida State, uh, there could be no other place that would draw you back like this does because Florida State is emotional on so many levels, not just to you, but to certainly Jennifer and the rest of your family because of your both of your ties there. And as you mentioned to your team at Notre Dame, both parents, both sets of parents are in that area. I mean, you've got so much emotion wrapped up into this beyond the professional obligation to be the baseball coach of the Seminoles. And I, I, let alone, I think that makes it entirely different for you as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I've, I've never – coached in, in a place where I'm that tied in to the community and the, the place you grew up, your parents. Uh, I, I think rarely do coaches get to pile all that together with where you grew up, where your parents and in-laws live, uh, where you went to high school, where you went to college, and now you come back full circle and you're the head coach at that place. That, that is uh, very unique. I'm honored to have that opportunity. The emotion of how you feel when you walk in as a player that's trying to find his way. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a great player, but Coach Martin and that staff gave me an opportunity to be on the team and try to figure it out. So when I walked in there for the first time, you're, you're trying to just, can you fit in and can you make it and can you get through fall practice and be on the team? As you progress, you know, 30 years later, when I walk in there now, you know, my goal is obviously to find a way to win a national championship, but I don't, that, that's way down the road. The immediate goals in this are to, just bring things together in that facility and you know in some of the player development areas to give these guys the best chance to hone their skills. So my mindset when I walk in there now is so different than it was when I walked in there as a player that there really was no connection to how I felt in those two distinct moments. I'm trying to fix something and move it forward and escalate what we're doing in all phases of the program. So the emotion went from more, can you make it, and excitement, and can you make the team, to, all right, 
what do I have to do to groom this and create mm. like a national championship program that annually is in the discussion to win this thing and host regionals and host super regionals and, you know, work your way to Omaha. And then when you get there, you have to get hot and stay healthy and play right. But we should be in that conversation. Link, the last time you were on with us, uh, it was right before the start of the Super Regional with Tennessee, which was an incredible accomplishment eventually by your team. Uh, I purposely did not ask you about the Florida State thing because all that stuff was going down, right? I mean, it just, it seemed like it was like the perfect storm was hitting. How difficult was, was, I I can imagine, Um, how difficult was it for you, not not your team, because I know that was out there and you just was like, hey, that's outside noise, we're here to play baseball, get to Omaha, let's go win Mm -hmm. this thing. And your team played great. But how difficult was that for you knowing in the back of your head that, you know what, that was going to lurk whether you got two and barbecued at Omaha or whether you had the dog pile at Omaha. The Florida State thing was lurking. How difficult was that for you during that seven to ten days? Well, Florida State made their decision a couple hours before the Friday night game in Knoxville. Right. And, right. Um, and make no mistake, Meade is one of my closest friends and will remain one of my closest mm-hmm. friends. So the feeling I had for, for him at that time, I, I've never felt that way for a friend of mine before. Um, I, I hurt for him. I then obviously recognized what could evolve out of that because of the decision they made. Um, the hardest part for me, guys, was how do you address your team when my pregame messaging is usually seven to eight minutes after our assistant coaches give their synopsis and scouting report information on the respective parts of the team that they scout. Um, I addressed it with the team in my talk before we left the hotel. And JT actually helped me with that. And I said, this is going to be a tricky one because this is already out there. Like the social media world grabbed this and the timing of it because of what we were about to, to face in Knoxville, it was a very bizarre few hours. And, and I said, I, I think I need to address it. And JT said, Dad, I think when the coaches are honest with the players, that's the best thing you could hear as a player. That's, and, and that meant as much to me as any advice or thought I had on how to handle the next couple hours. Mm. I just needed to get to the dugout and get to the pregame and get into the game. And that was probably the most familiar space for me mentally. But those few hours were tough. And I told the team, I said, guys, there's, there's a lot that's going to surface from the decision that was made. There was a lot that had surfaced with Clemson and some of the other things leading up to this situation. And I said, I'm not dealing with coaching issues and decisions and career things now. I said, I love you guys. We're here to play the most anticipated, exciting super regional in the history of the sport, in my opinion. I don't think we had seen something like that 
So we're walking in to find a way to win this event. Do not let any of the noise distract you and take away from your focus on what we have to do from pitch one to try to find a way to just get through the first inning of the game mm. and see mm. if we can go 1-0 and on Friday. The rest of the stuff, it'll, it'll mm. take care of itself. That's not for now, and I'm not dealing with it. And I thought it was received really well. Um, very tricky how to blend that into that we're going to try to steal bases, and if we do this, we're bunting that. Like, it, it was a hard mesh point of where do you inject the big picture stuff that's out there with the details you have to try to attack to win a game of that magnitude. So our team was phenomenal with it. Michael Alford, you know, I never spoke to Florida State, wasn't dealing with it till the season was over. Um, Jack handled it beautifully at Notre Dame. And I think all things considered, you know, that, that situation was handled as well as it could possibly have been handled. Uh, that's, I tell you what, it's, a, it's an amazing statement, not only by you, but also by your players to now you share the story with us about pregame of game one in Knoxville. And then Jared Miller goes out there, a guy who's, you know, playing in his last college baseball games, essentially, right? I mean, he's out of eligibility. He's battled injury. He's come back from a shoulder in yes. May. And he goes out there and hits a fly ball. He goes out and hits a fastball over the wall in right field in the top of the first. And all of a sudden, it's it's almost like destiny somehow, Link. You know, I mean, it's like you say it, then it happens. And come to think of it, that was a quality of this team. You know, you guys battled like that almost all year in a lot of different situations. Yeah, no, amazing. Like, just, just look at the schedule. Our, our first nine I think about the, these nine ACC games were at NC State, at Louisville, and at Florida State. Like th- those are the nine out of the gate. And the first three weekends you're on the road. So that's the unique thing about Notre Dame. If you don't come out of the gates playing well, this thing might be over before you ever play a home game. Like you have to be on point coming out of the, out of the gates there. And Miller was phenomenal, a phenomenal player. I, I probably talked to you guys about him several times, but his – his innate sense of the game is phenomenal. And one of the hardest coaching decisions I had this year was not to play him in the regional. The only time we played him is I thought we could steal third base and Lamana I think was on second. I'm like, Miller, go steal third. You're wide open. You got the green light, go get it. And he stole third. And then the next pitch was a wild pitch. I think he was literally out there for two pitches, but he would sit there with me before the game. He's like, coach, I just want you to know I'm fine. And I watched him every day, and I didn't, I didn't think he was ready. But he wanted to play, and I thought if we could somehow get through this. Penny was playing great. Let's just get through this one more week. And then, you know, when we get to, yeah. to Knoxville, this is your show, Miller. Go get him. And it, it worked. He's a, just an amazing kid, great player. Uh, I'm going to ask you a goofy question. Um, <laughs> You know, and I hear this with baseball players, maybe more so than any other sport. When you hear baseball players say, when you put on that uniform, it means something, right? Have you put on the Florida State uniform since being named head coach? Have you put it back on yet? I did put it on. All right, so what was that? I put it on. What was that like? What was that experience? Well, you know, the, the number part is always an issue. And 
Um, you know, they they wanted me to have number ten, and there was a there was a really young player that Chip Baker handled this, and it was great. He just he just asked him like, "Are you okay with another number?" He's like, "Yeah, I was number four. I was number four in high school. I really wanted number four, but I couldn't have it, so I ended up with ten. Now, to size these things, I guess they were trying to make sure that the sizing was right, and." I did not put the jersey on at the press conference. I asked them, can we please not try to do the put the jersey on over the tie and shirt and hat? I just, I just wanted to get through that without the, the props, so to speak. So I put it on yesterday in the office, and um, I don't know that I had been number 10 since I actually played here. And um, mm. to put that on and the blood, sweat, tears you go through, Playing, I mean, I was fortunate to play essentially every game for four years. Um, I wasn't good enough to be a good draft my junior year. I just, you know, I played four years, and that's great. But when you put it on and you you see the logo that, as a player, you you did everything in your power to just get through and win and position this team and dive for ground balls and sliding and you you think about all the things that were on that uniform at the end of some of those games and to slide that brand new one on and see the number 10 again and the the Florida State logo uh, that that was in my office I'll never forget it yesterday afternoon it was an an amazing feeling yeah I bet by the way Uh, are we gonna get uh, Buster Posey back for a game we're gonna have Buster Posey night at Florida State this year just ask it. We're a having Buster Posey night. We're gonna. This place will be. There'll be people hanging off that screen in right field when we have that. That'll be yeah, me. It's happening. That'll be I me. Mean, what a great. Including what Packer. a great. Yeah. Including oh, well, come Packer. on. I, I listen. Come, come to I, it. I'm a San Francisco Giants fanatic, and Buster's my guy now. And so, if you guys pull it, I'd love to meet Buster Posey. That's on my to-do list. So you let me know when that happens. You know, one, I'd like to be a part of it. Yeah, we can make that happen. One one year, I came home. I can't remember where I was coaching. But I would come home Thanksgiving-ish, and I talked to Meat. I said, Meat, what are you guys doing? He's like, come on out to the field. And they were letting Buster squat down and try to see what it looked like just catching and throwing some balls to second base because he had played, he played shortstop. Um, and I was just sitting over in the dugout hanging out, and he squatted down, and he turned that around, and you knew at that moment this guy could clearly go back there and turn it around to second base. Now you get into the blocking and the the other parts of the the catching position. I, he obviously figured that out, but I do remember that. And just a just an amazing human being and career. How many world championships did they win? You're the Giants guy. How many? Two thousand. Remember? He I, won. I, no, I can tell you. Two thousand ten, Texas. Get them out of here. Gone. 2012, swept Detroit. They're out of here. And 2014, Kansas City Royals. And probably next year, we're going to win it again. Just saying. 23. Going to win it again. Stop. Okay. Mate, All right. I'll Link. hold you to that. Link, Not- this a whole link. Link, now we're going we're gonna to go down this dark road with him and the Giants. Link, we got to go. That, that ain't good. Well, I'm not letting you do that. That's not fair to you. So, okay, you know uh, better than me, so all, shut it down. That's I, it. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, I want to tell you, first of all, thank you for your time in the spring. You were very kind to join us. We are wishing you all the best in Tallahassee. It's going to be terrific to watch you do that. Um, and uh, we're excited for you, and we're excited for Michael Alford, who's going to be with us in about 10 minutes. So 
Thanks again, as always. Best to your family, okay? Thank you, guys. And hey, thank you for making the mornings exciting. And obviously, I'll miss these 20-minute sessions we have every so often. But, but thank you, guys, for, for your dedication and, and your growth for all of us. Yeah, well, I'll see you and Buster later on. We appreciate it. There you go. Sounds good, fellas. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. That's Link Jarrett, the head baseball coach of Florida State. More to go. Packer and Durham Thursday. Uh, Michael Alford is the vice president and director of athletics at Florida State. He's the one that put the deal together. He's also one of the guys that was in the room on 355. We'll talk to him coming up in just a few minutes. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham, a little dog walking music for you. It's 9.30 in the morning, and I can tell you one thing. Our next guest apparently did not get the memo. He is completely overdressed for this appearance. That I can promise you. That's a given. Well, you know, look, he's been busy now. Michael Offords, the vice president and director of athletics at Florida State, uh, and, and clearly overdressed. Uh, there got to be something going on at 945. I mean, are you going to see, I mean, you're going to the Capitol? Are we doing, I mean, President, what do we got going on? It's got to be big because we we don't allow coats and ties on this show. Uh, there's all kinds of meetings today, but, you know, I didn't I didn't want to upset the commissioner uh, or, my, uh, or my mentor, Joe Castiglione, by not presenting myself properly. Yeah, well. So especially okay. to, to two right. great distinguished gentlemen such as yourselves. Well, that's a flat-out <laughs> lie, but that's quite all right. We'll still accept it at this point in time. But but you do have the right tie on, I'll tell you, because, you know, when Commissioner did his, uh, you know, the visiting tour, which is one of the things he always talked about when he took over, uh, he did a spectacular job matching ties with the institutions. And here you are coming in there with a yeah. solid look today. So, hey, we just had your new baseball coach on. Congratulations. I know that um, from the surface, it was like, well, that was a no-brainer hire, but it's never as as easy as it appears obviously but there's no doubt you got your guy as your baseball coach 100 you know he, he is a true professional and uh just going through that process and get to know him a little bit better real quickly but it, being able to observe him because we we honestly didn't have a conversation until he was finished i wasn't going to do that mm-hmm. to him it wasn't fair to him it wasn't fair to the university of notre dame was it, more importantly, it wasn't fair to those uh, student athletes that, that uh, were putting everything together to chase a national championship. So, um, and then I even gave it a cooling off period of time, uh, some time, because you know the emotion of walking off that field at the end of the year after you, the blood, mm-hmm. sweat, and tears you put forth. And, and uh, I can tell you just what a professional Jack is. And, and I wouldn't talk to Link until I spoke to Jack and, 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 and let him know of my interest. And uh, Jack, Jack was just very receptive. He understood. Um, and, I, and then the conversation with Link, and it went pretty fast after that. So we couldn't be more thrilled to welcome him back to take our program to new heights. Michael, I want to ask you, though, about the competitive landscape we're in, because I was asked this last weekend when I was at a professional event in North Carolina, the competitive landscape of coaching searches. I mean, here you are coming off of one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Link said that your job was your job might have been the best job, obviously emotional job for him. 
But this thing about hiring coaches, how much has that evolved under, I mean, obviously your short tenure at Florida State, right. but just your athletic administration career? This this competitive coaching landscape is something I don't think folks are thinking as much about beyond maybe football and basketball like they should. Well, you, you do, uh, and that's a great point, Wes. you, you got to do your research, and, and you constantly got to be evaluating coaches and, and really look at your program where it's going to be two, three, four years from now and have a plan in place and, of who would be available and who may be of interest that's going to be a culture fit to not only what you're trying to do in the athletic department, but a culture fit to the university and what the president's vision and mission and core values mm-hmm. are. So you're, you're constantly uh, evaluating on what could happen in the future uh, especially for programs and, and then who may be available and uh, so the, the competitive landscape it, it truly is that but at the end of the day you want to put people around your student athletes of high character that uh, are really going to guide them because this is the most impressionable times uh, of their lives uh, in college in my opinion so it really sets your philosophies moving forward so you you're always looking to make sure they have people of high character around them that are going to guide them for later in life Michael, when we saw you at Amelia Island, there was obviously a gazillion topics being kicked around one way or the other. Uh, ACC makes a big announcement regarding football scheduling this week with the 355 model. Um, Again, we got a sense when we're down at Amelia Island. Granted, we were not in the meetings. You certainly had a front row seat. How difficult was that debate in the room? At the end of the day, the announcement's made. But there seemed to be a lot of give and take on all sides with this one. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, Michael Strickland and the commissioner did a a marvelous job because you're never going to make everyone happy, as you pointed out on this show, that um, there had to be some give and take by each each institution. And uh, poor Michael Strickland at the office, I mean, I want to say he gave us 60 different scenarios uh, that could be played out. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to do what's right for your university. You want to do what's right to grow the brand of the conference. And, you know, you look at, you know, personally with, with us, you know, we're always going to play Miami. Um, we're always going to play Clemson. So who's that third opponent going to be? And sometimes it wasn't up to us. And, and you try to give a competitive balance. And, and how do we my, – my biggest point uh, that I brought to them was growing our brand. We're a national brand here at Florida State, and we want to grow it into different markets. And, and that's something that was important to me as we look to move forward. All right, so the 355, once that model is implemented next year, what do you think the challenges are then next step to bringing that football brand to another level in your mind? Uh, Be honest with you, win. Uh, Win out of Mm. conference games, uh, go compete nationally, and uh, really put this this conference at the forefront of, of where the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and go out and beat those teams. And then look at how we're going to grow it nationally and, and get into different markets and travel the country. And I, I take the old coach Bobby Bowden, we're going to go play anyone, anywhere, anytime. And uh, really, because we think we, we have a, a, the coach to do that. And we're excited about where the trajectory of our program's going. and. and could be more excited to go represent the ACC in some of these big national contests because when you look at TV numbers, you know, Florida State University still is still a major draw uh, no matter where yeah. we're playing. And that, that's important that we go and carry the flag for the conference as well. Coach, I was going to call you coach because your answer was like a perfect coach answer. And I loved it, Michael, because, you know, people have all these theories and philosophies. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
hey, let's cut to the nonsense. Go win your game. You go win, you will put yourself in a position to then have the conversation of, hey, I think we're a national championship team. I think we're a college football playoff championship. You know, it's funny, and I just, I laughed when you started answering it that way because that is exactly the correct answer. Let's go win. You go win, then we'll go take care of all this other stuff. But it doesn't work the other way around where you come up with a philosophy and you say, well, that's great. Well, we're, we're three and nine, so we're going nowhere fast. So you win games, man. It changes the whole deal. And you got to win the games that matter at the end of the day. You have to do that. Uh, 100%. And, you know, you got to position yourself to, to be on a national stage. And that's by winning games and that's by being creative in your scheduling. I mean, you look at us, who not only Miami and Clemson, we have Florida every year, uh, home and away. And so that's an important game for us nationally. It's an important game for our conference that we go out and compete and, w- and win those games. We have Alabama coming here in a couple years. We got a home and home with Georgia coming here and there and, and right after that. So it, it's important. We got LSU. Uh, this year and next year. It's important that we go and compete and represent not only Florida State Mm -hmm. University, but the conference and and represent it well. Yep. Um, You are so good at the branding of things. And we talked when we visited Amelia about sponsorships and all the things that you can leverage as a member of the ACC. Um, there's so many little dynamic hotspots now with, with the way these products take the field. In your mind, this name, image, and likeness thing combined with all the other stuff, are we changing kind of where we can leverage our programs or do we just need to stay focused on some of those core basics, Michael? Uh, That's a great point, and it's really a mixture of both, Wes. I know that's not the answer you want, but I'm all for name, Mm. image, and likeness of the NIL, as you know, and I want our athletes to be able to go and represent themselves and uh, capitalize on whatever we're able to provide them. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're we're the model uh, of playing here at Florida State University that gives them that platform. Uh, to go out and earn on NIL. But at the end of the day, it's also we got to do what's right for Florida State. And we got to grow our brand and look at markets and how do, how do we grow nationally? Um, because I, I believe, truly believe, we're one of those few handful mm-hmm. of brands uh, that have that national appeal, uh, no matter where we go, that, that we're able to attract crowds. And uh, when you come to Florida State, you have that opportunity to go play and be on a national stage, whether it's television or elsewhere, and really represent the university and represent yourself and grow the brand uh, that you want to portray. Yeah. So um, it, it's important. Important, and I know that's dancing around your question a little bit, but it's, mm. I'm really not because I truly believe that it's a combo of what you what you said. Because at the end of the day, you still do the core values and have to take care of business here on campus first. Michael uh, Link, Link Jarrett talked a lot about family and coming back to Florida State. In fact, mm-hmm. he really just kind of told us a really emotional story about putting that jersey on again, which he did yesterday, and you could just see him how much that meant to right. him. Um, you know, I think one of the most underappreciated uh, group of people on the planet Earth are coaches' wives because they have to kind of keep things together while you know, the coach is sitting there juggling 18,000 balls in the air, and that cannot be easy. Uh, same holds true for administrators. You're married to a woman who was a former college athlete. How does that help you, knowing that, hey, after a tough day at work, you get to go home and you just kind of want to get away from it, but yet she's got to have a pretty good handle on what day-to-day life's like. What, what, what is that like when you get home, if, if that's not too personal of a question 
<laughs> no, not at all. She, you know, she had it tough though. She did have to play volleyball at the University of Hawaii. Well, somebody's got to do that it. That was a tough. I mean, yeah, somebody's got to do that. Do it. Uh, but but then she's also a very successful Division One volleyball coach, and right. uh, you know, to be able to go home and talk to her about culture and what we're seeing and what I'm, my analysts uh, analyzing programs and what I'm seeing and, and get feedback from her is invaluable. And, mm. uh, you know, to be there, and I'm fortunate, my youngest daughter just signed uh, with a Division One institution, so I'm going to have all three of my daughters play Division One volleyball and, and be able to see this, the impact that the student-athlete experience has on them, what it had on me um, playing for mm. Ron Polk and at UAB, and then what it had for her and, and seeing the growth. I mean, that, and then being a son of a college coach, so I understand it from that aspect as well. Uh, of what it does to the kids and, and watching my children go through it. So just she, the support that they give the wives uh, or spouses of our not only administration, but our coaches and and just the, be able to go home and, and talk to them and have her have a great understanding of the day in life of what takes place. And I, I tease our fundraisers because she's the best fundraiser we have uh, of anyone. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, if y'all can raise as much money as Laura does, then kudos to you. Uh, because she, she really enjoys getting out and meeting our donors and just being a part of the culture of our family here at FSU. And, yeah. and that's something she really enjoys. Well, I'm going to say this. I don't know anybody inside seven months who uh, being named athletic directors had to, had the pace you've had. So congratulations. I mean, there's been a lot going on now inside seven months since early December when you got this job. But congratulations on Link, Jared. Thanks for your time with us. We are grateful for that. And uh, looking forward to, to seeing it when Coach Norvell puts it on the tee in week zero here in late August. Oh, I can't wait. You know, he's doing such great things. Uh, the, the program's on a, on a trajectory, a rocket ship taking, taking off. And just being around him every day and being around all of our coaches and, you know, the, the culture mm -hmm. we're establishing here is just second to none. And we could be more proud of what they're doing, but more importantly, the impact they're having on the student athletes. And I do want to, before cl in yeah. closing, congratulate both of y'all. Appreciate everything you did to grow not only Florida State and represent us as you do and talk about us and, and get our story out, but represent the conference. You did it in a first-class manner. I uh, don't know what I'm going to do in the mornings uh, now uh, besides listening to who I'm going to listen to. is going to struggle with me coming into work, but uh, I want to thank both of y'all, and I'm disappointed I never got a coffee mug. That's I just didn't have enough time to get a coffee mug. Well, hey. You know, I'm going to work on that. Michael, let me take I'm going to go on. Right. I'm going to see. Somebody's got to put one on eBay no. or something. No, let me tell you something. Uh, let, me, let me tell you how this works. Right. You want a coffee mug? Yeah. Just win. You just win some games and we'll get you a coffee mug. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I am in. You got it. We'll hook you up. All right. Michael, thank, thank you. you guys. Appreciate thank you. You, you got right. it. You bet. Michael Alford, Vice President, Director of Athletics at Florida State. You just told the guy to win to get a mug. Stop. Unbelievable. We gotta chase this. We're having a whole. We're having a. We're having an inventory deal on mugs. Apparently, apparently we just. We, apparently, we just found a couple thousand of them laying around. Can't get them away. Been looking for pallets for two years, Pack. We've been uh, looking for pallets. Don't get me started. All of a sudden, they found a pallet back there behind Indiana Jones. All right. Uh, when we come back, a couple calls, and today is the final day of a couple legends tied to ACC schools. Next. Packer Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham.
watching Packer and Durham in French. Vous êtes en train de regarder. Oh, what is the name? Packer and Durham. <laughs> It's Packer and Durham from the basement. Apparently in front of a live audience. Who knew? Are these guys fun to work with? And I go, no. I said, but, but they do a good show. We told everybody that we're going to do this show from the basement. All right. And they were like, you're crazy. We'll come, come to the, the basement, basement and hang out one know, That doesn't sound like an appetizing thing. When are you coming to the basement? <laughs> There's two rules. Number one, you must pass the sniff test. Number two, you better bring breakfast. Oh. He has been straddling the bridges and looking for statues of Roberto Clemente, and there he is. We go live to the uh, Ford F-150 Center in Louisville, Kentucky. Side of the road, somewhere on the Florida Turnpike. Did we interrupt breakfast? Are we good? How are we doing? How are we doing? I got time for you guys. This is like a TV show. I mean, it is a TV show. It is a TV show. Happy 100. 100 shows. Oh, my God. The over-under was 75. Who thought we could get to 100? You guys said Packer and Durham. You guys didn't specify which Durham. Packer and Durham. It is show 200. I know there's a bunch of people out there that lost bets. You never thought in a million years we'd make it to 300, but we did. It's a good thing I'm not a betting man. Uh, <laughs> I lost a lot of money. It is number 400. Believe it or not, we have made it to show number 500. The ACC Network, they're, they're just gracing us. Right now. There are no bad ideas on this show. Sure there are. I keep hearing about Pac and the cross-country championship. Oh, oh, oh yes! Alright. <laughs> I'm leaving the basement. We're going flying, buddy. One small step for the ACC. Oh gosh. One giant leap for ACC Network. Time to close this Mike West. You guys are really funny, you know that? People just watch the show for the dogs. Not Packer and Durham, no. Yeah. It's no, no. Chester, Chester and Fuller. Fuller. I thought those just looked like you and Wes. I didn't realize they're actually <laughs> dogs. They are. Okay. <laughs> How cool is that? Is that cool or is that cool? And if you don't think I'm not wearing this during Halloween, you're out of your mind. <laughs> and I, I know many people haven't said this, but I miss you guys. <laughs> Thank you for loving the ACC the way you do. You guys do a fantastic job. It's always great to be on the show. The way you guys cover everything, it's, um, it really means an awful lot, so thank you. Oh, there'll be more shenanigans tomorrow, I assure you. By the way, we are within 76,000 76,000 views of the squirrel. We have made progress, Wes. We picked up 14,000 views during the show. 14,000. Great. Yeah. Feeling better about my life already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. A couple of things here. A couple of uh, ACC legends. Yeah. Not so pronounced, though, to you and your community if you follow these schools. However, you need to know this. Um The bigger news in central New York is that Roy Simmons III, Syracuse uh, Director of Operations for Men's Lacrosse, is retiring after more than three decades with the lacrosse team. He was coached for eight of the programs, uh, 11 national titles, part of four generations of a family that has coached or played for the Orange Pack in a relationship that is stretched 100 years. Yep. 1921. Uh, his last day with that program is tomorrow. 
Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's incredible. That's dedication. Yeah, and we've talked. If you watch the show, if you listen to the show, we've talked about how important that sport is with that school. It is something that is near right. and dear to everybody that loves Syracuse. And uh, we wish yeah. Roy and that family. I mean, you talk about an incredible run. I mean, we're sitting here goofing around over three years of television. Check out 101 years of family dedication to an institution. That's impressive. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you need to know is that today, the University of Louisville, on his final day as an employee of their athletic department, the University of Louisville is celebrating Kenny Klein, uh, who will stay in an advisory role to Kenny Payne in men's basketball, the longtime sports information director, and then however they dressed up that title in years to follow, the great Kenny Klein is retiring from the University of Louisville today after a me I mean this a remarkable career in athletics at the University of Louisville and we are just two of thousands of people who have benefited from the nearly 40 years of incredible work that Kenny Klein has done at the University of Louisville. 100% right. And all the SIDs. I mean, we've we've bragged about them. Yep. I mean, none of us can do any of these jobs. Whether it's a broadcast of a play-by-play game, whatever the case may be, whether it's a talk show, yep. uh, you name it, uh, without the uh, great efforts of all the sports information directors around not only the league but around the country. They do a phenomenal job. Yep. Um, so, our, our thanks to Link Jarrett, uh, who was terrific as always. And, man, what a good job. I mean, handling all the things he had to handle the last three and a half weeks, Pack. What a what a terrific piece of just being able to process emotions, right? Well, that's true. And I would also say too, after our conversation with Michael Alford, um, you know, Link comes from Notre Dame, who is you know, when we start talking about baseball, mm-hmm. is an ACC school. And you heard Jack Swarbrick's name yep. mentioned multiple times by two different people who said, "Hey, that's the way you conduct business." And again, the professionalism in the league. Uh, it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to go get a coach from Wichita State. We're going to go get somebody from Fresno State. Some of you don't see it, the, the water cooler. Uh, but the fact that the, the professionalism within the league in a high-profile position like that tells you everything about the conference. Yeah, there's competitiveness. You want to yep. win. Uh, we do keep score. But there's also a way you conduct business. And you saw that with, I think, the whole deal with Notre Dame and Florida State with Link Jarrett. Yeah. Um, no question. And uh, we wish Link the very best. And, and thanks, as always, to Michael Alford. Uh, we will be here tomorrow for show 659. Um, and then uh, just so folks know, we'll be back and Pack and I will both be part of the coverage of the network at the ACC kickoff and things like that. I mean, so and then on down the road, you'll hear more about you know, kind of what's going to happen. So don't think we're we're going away. I've had people saying, are you leaving to, you know, go do something else? No, but we're still well, going to be part of ACC Network. So. Well, we, we are leaving to go do something else. We won't be doing Packer and Durham, but it's, it, you know, yesterday right. kind of felt like a right. funeral in some respects. It had nothing to do with right. it. Well, we're kind of excited about what's coming up, and I think fans will be too. Mm-hmm. So, again, just stay tuned. But tomorrow will be a great deal of fun. It will be. Celebration. Yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, we'll have a lot of fun tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Angela Travato, Chrissy Velez, Drew Brooks. Did Drew really help today? Drew he did, helped, didn't he? No, Drew Brooks did is great, stuff, man. Didn't he? Yeah. Back? Okay. Yeah. Brooks helped out. Yeah. Okay. 
Link Jarrett, Michael Alford, uh, great callers. Thank you all very much. Appreciate that for for being a part of the program and the kind, kind words. Uh, Looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, Triumphant return to the basement for me. Me and uh, Fuller get to bond. Excited. Well, again, I'll, I'll pick no you up at the I'll sulfur pick, biscuits. Oh, uh, no wrong, sulfur biscuits. Wrong answer there, big man. But I will pick you up at the airport later today. Uh, we are going to have dinner tonight somewhere in Charlotte with Mrs. P. And uh, you'll have the West Durham yeah. suite for the last go around. And you will be here in the basement for tomorrow's mm-hmm. final show, which will be number 659 on television and number 1028 with radio and TV. And uh, we'll take some phone calls and have some fun and look back and uh, get you ready for the weekend and all that good stuff for July 4th next week. So that's the deal. And we'll see who the guest list is because we're kind of not being told. And I think that's on purpose. And that'll be fun, too. So go to at ACC Network. We are within 76,000. If you, a listener, a viewer, want to do something to help us put a smile on our faces, we say adios. Let's catch the Louisville squirrel. Let's do it. Let's do it. See you tomorrow. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371 and streaming on the ESPN app.